0: It's a beautiful day in LA. The sun's shining, the birds are chirping, and the coffee's brewing. 21-year-old actress Rebecca Schaefer is awaiting the delivery of a very important script. It's a Hollywood dream come true. She hears the buzzer, but little does she know that on the other side of the door is a nightmare. That's today on Death in Entertainment.
1: Live from Los Angeles. 911, what is your emergency? Here in Hollywood now. Two counts of murder. Injury and death. Oh my God. Shocking new details. That has stunned the entertainment world. Um, This makes me a
0: little nervous. The hair stood up on my arms. Just
2: like in the movies. Ah! What
0: do
1: you
2: call this thing anyway? Death in Entertainment. What's up, Dettos? Oh yeah, what's going on, man? <laughs> Die Dieheads.
0: Die heads? Die heads. Deddos uh, reference. Yeah, our new Dettos. Uh,
2: from our RIPD. R-I-P-D. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dettos.
3: <laughs> RIP that movie. <laughs> <laughs> what's up everybody? My name is Kyle Ploof.
2: My name is Mark Mulcairn.
3: And I'm Alejandro Dowling. And we are running to episode 41 right here.
2: You're you're talking to right now. Some TikTok stars, by the way.
3: Yeah, <laughs> just let
0: people know
2: who they're dealing with right now. Uh, so, we're everybody.
0: very proud to announce our new TikTok. Yeah. Yes, and
3: that the people have spoken did pretty well.
2: Yeah, it's doing pretty well
3: until they slapped a warning on it. Yeah, a yeah. content warning because uh, El Duce said. Blow his fucking head off. Yeah,
2: what a—that's f- ridiculous. We gotta yeah. tell the the ch- that whatever Chinese company. Is yeah,
3: gonna- <laughs> we're taking a yeah. trip to Whenever China.
2: Chinese Intel are running TikTok. We gotta
3: talk <laughs> to them.
0: Young people should see that clip of him saying that. They need to know what's yeah, out there. It's real
3: life. Yeah, we show up to China and they're like, "What? You have a problem with us taking over Taiwan?" And we're like, "No, <laughs> no. Listen, we only have thirty-eight thousand <laughs> views on one that you restricted. Okay, yeah. this is
2: the important stuff here. We, <laughs> we want to talk. We don't care about Taiwan. Take it." <laughs>
3: (laughs) (laughs) but give us back our freedom.
2: Nuke it. We want to start a hype house over here, okay? (laughs) (laughs) The death and entertainment hype Hype house. house, We don't give a fuck (laughs) about Hong Kong or any of that shit.
3: You hear us? China? You hear us?
0: Okay, I'm reloaded. We may not survive this podcast. Yeah. yeah,
2: we joined the U.S. military to fight China, not because of the the sovereignty of of Taiwan or South Korea, but because of our TikTok is
0: fucked.
3: Yeah, because one video on our TikTok. Let's get that age straightened restricted. out,
0: okay? But I'm getting what? parachuted in there. Before we get to that extreme, yeah.
3: We'll just make more TikTok videos. Yeah, yeah. we
2: got more coming to you, so keep an eye on our TikTok.
3: Yeah, please. So, Death Entertainment TikTok. Before we go to China, okay, we're gonna go to July eighteenth, nineteen eighty nine. Here we go. All right, pop culture flash. I will start off with the music here. Uh, number five, "Baby Don't Forget My Number" by Millie Vanilli. Baby don't forget the lyrics. You lip sync too. Yeah. I remember that. They got fucked. Yeah, that uh One that guy, footage. He killed himself.
2: Another oh well, that's another episode. Could be
3: an episode. Yeah, that yeah. is uh very sad. Very sad, but I think he took it way too seriously. I don't know. It's like he probably built his identity uh, identity. He probably built his identity <laughs> around being like this superstar, even yeah. though that was not him at all.
0: Yeah. How can you really feel like a superstar when you know you're lip syncing and that it's not really you? Because the crowd's cheering when you come out. That has got to feel empty somehow.
2: He, he didn't even write the song. So he, no, nothing. He no, it was he two picked, ugly people. He didn't even pick out the That's leather why. jacket. Yeah, there's like <laughs> nothing he's doing
0: here. Like when we talked about Blues Traveler for their big premiere video for Runaround. Yeah. They're like, John Popper. Get out of here. Yeah, but that's,
2: (laughs) but he was in the background, and that was kind of a bit they were doing Mm, a little bit. It was a little more
3: than a bit. Okay. They They could have sold it as a bit.
2: It's not the same thing. Like, hey, fatty, get out of here. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs>
3: Welcome Kyle, to Hollywood.
2: Kyle's literally taking the gloves off right now. You <laughs> can't see it, but he's doing it.
3: Yeah. Fat is funny. Get yeah. in the back. Oh, that is funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Unleashed. Kyle Poof yeah. unleashed today. Number four, Toy Soldiers by Martika. I, I love that song. That song gave me chills. Number three, Good Thing by the Fine Young Cannibals. One of the best band names. It might be one of the best band names that's a real band that I've never heard of.
0: They were short-lived. They burned bright for a few minutes, and then they left. Then they ate each other. No, you know their big song. It's <laughs> This one was sort of big, but they had that other song. <laughs> she drives me crazy. Oh! Uh, ooh, ooh, ooh. Like and a white ass.
3: ass. He sounded like the guy from UB40. Yeah. Kind of. Was it the same guy? No, no. oh but it yeah there.
0: Me
2: crazy. <laughs> there
3: you go. Yeah. And
2: I can't help myself.
3: Great We're going to get a copyright strike cuz that was perfect.
2: <laughs> I hope we <laughs> do. Is Fine Young Cannibals here?
3: Uh number 2, Express Yourself by Madonna. Finally a song I can get uh Hired to? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, baby. Express yourself. Uh, number one, If You Don't Know Me By Now by Simply Red. Which could have been sung by the fine young cannibals guy. Could have
0: been. If you, you, don't, don't, know know now, you, you don't know me by now,
3: you, you will
0: never
4: ever 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 know, know
0: me. Yeah, but do.
3: So, Mark, what was going on in the world of movies?
2: In the world of movies around this time, uh, number five uh, was Peter Pan. It was a re-release. It was the the new one. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was new that week. New to you. It opened that week.
2: Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, that was a grand opening. Yeah. It's like a used car. Yeah, new to you. New to you. Number four, License to Kill, which is a Bond movie, I think.
0: Also new that week. And if you look at the number, number four, that's pretty shitty for yeah. a bond.
2: Well, it was like <laughs> Timothy Dalton years, right? It was right in
0: the middle <laughs> Nobody, of that. No one like, gave a back, shit. Bring back Roger Moore. Yeah. You know, like we're not interested in this. Yeah.
2: Bring back Connery.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> we don't slap a woman. He can take off the hairpiece. I don't care.
2: <laughs> you are the license to kill. No, dog. Um, number three, honey, I shrunk the kids, which is not the first week. So it's still crushing uh, the box office.
0: This really was the sleeper hit of the summer. Yeah. yeah, Nobody expected this kid's movie to do that much business. Yeah. And you remember. I loved it. It was I huge. I ate it up. Yeah. 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 One of the best adventure kids movies ever made. Rick Moranis, awesome.
2: Before he got punched in the streets of Manhattan. (laughs) That
0: is so sad. You're like, I wonder whatever happened to Rick Moranis, and then you get that update. Honey, I knocked you out.
3: Yeah, I mean, Rick Moranis has one of the most, um, I would say, like, not envious. Uh, Enviable. Enviable. I mean, he had a very enviable career, but he had a very... uh, Prolific? Angus. Prolific. Angus, yeah. He had a
2: very Angus career.
3: <laughs> Fuck,
0: what's the
2: word
3: I wanna say? He had a
0: very respectable career.
3: I give him a lot of respect because he got rid of his career after his wife died and he decided to raise the kids on his own, on his own, out of the spotlight. So yeah. I
2: didn't know he was in New York though. Props props usually, to Rick when Moranis. people do that, it's like some you know country home or something. But he's yeah. like he's like in Hell's Kitchen,
0: hanging <laughs> like, out know, with Anthony Bourdain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he's playing stickball in the streets of Manhattan.
0: That's uh, so true. When you hear stories like, "Oh, Rick Moranis went off into the sunset," yeah, you, think you just assume some suburb or something. They're sitting in a rocking chair knitting something
2: yeah, on a beach.
0: For all we know, he could be snorting blow off of a hooker's ass. Yeah.
3: <laughs> but I he's hope... raising his kids. <laughs> yeah. With that hooker.
0: You can
2: do both. Um, it's 2022. Uh, number two, Batman. Batman's still crushing the fucking ball. The obviously. summer
0: of Batman. Yeah. What a good summer. This is what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Number one, Lethal Weapon 2. i too do
3: over this shit. Yeah. Oh, you can't do over this shit. <laughs> rings, rings, <laughs> rings. <laughs> <laughs> he was
4: too
0: old for that shit forty years ago. I
2: know, yeah, but he still loves it, it seemed like in part two.
3: Yeah, I think there was like a meme that was around that said they were like thirty nine years old when they were saying they're too old for this shit. I, know, I
2: was yeah. like, oh god. Every time I see those, I hate it. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm definitely getting too old like, for this shit. Yeah. <laughs>
2: like Marlon Brando was twenty five when they filmed The Godfathers.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like what? Jack Nance. Jack Nance. Yeah, well he he part He, he was he, opposite. He, yeah, he
2: did really <laughs> not well at all he He was a
0: child actor in wild at heart yeah Yeah. (laughs) my dog barks um... (laughs) lethal weapon 2 arguably the greatest one-liner at the end of an action movie which is what the south african bad guy oh yeah he lifts his license diplomatic immunity immunity." (laughs) and then boom It's just been revoked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was the one.
2: They, they shot a lot of scenes of that around here. Like, is it the scene when they're buying, uh, when they're in the Christmas tree place, when he's doing the drug bust? Um, I think so. Yeah, that was right down the street here on So,
0: And Lethal Weapon 3. I revisited that somewhat recently. Fucking Little Tony's is in it. Little oh, Tony's, sure, yeah. yeah,
3: yeah. Local death and entertainment haunt. Yeah, like
0: yeah. right down the <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm watching it and
3: I'm seeing my street, not to brag. Yeah. but Hey. They, they still got the same
2: bread they're serving now there, huh? Yeah. Am I
3: right? It's pretty hard, bro. It's bread. a rock hard. That so hard. am <laughs> I. <laughs> you, right now, from this bread. Ooh. oh God. I love carbs. Oh,
0: <laughs> Make that yeast old. And that hundred-year-old waitress... Remember her? Uh, yeah. yeah, she yeah. was probably you know only yeah. seventy
3: at that time. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Can anybody help me out with the Nintendo that summer?
3: Yes, best selling Nintendo games: Mega Man Two. Oh,
0: I remember. Okay,
2: that. it was fun.
3: Yeah. yeah, Super Dodgeball. I don't remember to be honest. Really
0: though, Mega Man Two. It's fun until you explode for the fifth time. Yeah, yeah. then you bite the
3: cartridge. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you did. Yeah, that's I definitely, your, that was uh, very specific. You that's your the, thing.
0: <laughs> I bit the controller. I bit the cartridge. Yeah. yeah, we we
2: all did that, right? <laughs> like Wayne's World too. He's like, you, did you find uh, Bugs Bunny hot when she when he dressed up as a girl? Like, <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. Okay. That maybe that was just me. <laughs>
3: the, the- my friend in college, I remember we took shots at 151, and I was like, oh, that'll put some hair in your balls. And uh my buddy was like, nobody gets hair on their balls. Oh, shit. And I was like, you don't, apparently. Yeah. I'm actually kind of jealous, because you don't have to upkeep. Yeah. Anyway. Anywho. <laughs> the number one selling game at the time, which I had, absolutely, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. TMNT. Yeah. One of the best worst
0: games ever
3: Yeah I must yeah. say I had to get Game Genie to beat it That fucking uh, Game Genie Ocean Coral reef Yeah, Whatever
0: the fuck Yeah you,
3: The water level
0: You used all your lives Just to pass that one level And then game over
2: Yeah Wow I, I, I must have blocked all these memories out
0: Good Yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah
2: <laughs> I was really drunk around this time. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Rebecca Schaefer. Not a household name. Still not. Schaefer Beer was, though.
3: Yeah. Okay. Is she from the Schaefer Beer dynasty? <laughs> <laughs> no, that didn't come up in my notes.
2: Kyle's asking it. He's like the district attorney here.
3: Like, Did that come up like that? The hard-hitting questions. Yeah. Is she from Big Beer?
0: <laughs> she was born in Eugene, Oregon.
3: Yeah, not Levy. <laughs>
0: She she was born in Eugene Levy. (laughs) (laughs) There is actually a Chevy Chase, a town named Chevy Chase. Yeah, in Maryland. Yeah. Yeah,
2: that's how I always found that weird. They're all assholes. There's a bang. Yeah, yeah, they're they're all racist. They leave bad voicemails on people. (laughs) Everyone in that town doesn't.
0: November 6, 1967. That's when she was born. And she was an only child. Ooh. Yeah, that's Love. Summer of Love. Oh, 67. There yeah. we go. Yeah. Let's see this. It's at the end of the Summer of Love. That's very interesting. Mm. But they only ended up with one kid. Mm-hmm. Her mom was Dana, a teacher at a Portland Community College and also a writer. Nice. And then her dad was a doctor, a child psychologist named Dr. Benson. Great name, by the way. Benson Schaefer. That's a great name. Isn't Dr. it? Dr. Benson Schaefer. Yeah. Yeah. I'd
2: leave my life in that, that
0: man's hands I would too I yeah. would talk to him about my problems <laughs> yeah. as a child yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah a little kid in like a huge leather recliner chair yeah. telling my problems yeah so, so what's up with you g-
3: I'm on a steady diet of Nintendo cartridges <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're biting them for some reason
2: yeah, I choked on a
0: uh, a Zelda copy <laughs> as usually happens I was gonna say the same fucking joke <laughs> complaining about about the turtles level. (laughs) What else is a kid going to complain about? Of course. Well, hopefully he doesn't have bigger problems, right? In (laughs) 1980, the family moved to Portland. So remember, they started in Eugene, not Levy, but Oregon. So they're they're moving into the city. Moving on down. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on down, yeah. (laughs) She began modeling in high school, you know, because she was kind of a looker, but not necessarily supermodel. Really? Just a girl next door? Exactly. Like a brunette Dorothy Stratton kind of feel. So Rebecca landed some local commercials and department store catalogs. Come on down to Woolworths (laughs) (laughs) and see the pretty lady. (laughs) Yeah,
2: the one pretty lady in this area. Come
0: see her. Come on. Yeah, it's like a carnival (laughs) (laughs) that every farm boy is trying to (laughs) stuff. After dropping the idea of becoming a rabbi, (laughs) what? Rebecca moved to New York City in 1984 at the age of 16. What (laughs) to pursue modeling full time? They
2: just dropped her off at the fucking bus station with their bags. Like, all right, good luck. Yeah,
3: things were different then. Yeah, rabbi model. Yeah, yeah, the old. uh...
2: (laughs) Who knows when you're that (laughs) when you're 16, or do you want to get just dropped off at fucking you know, Chinatown in in New York?
0: Yeah, when I was 16, my dad didn't even let me go to a Ween concert in Champaign, Urbana.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Well, there's other reasons why I wouldn't allow that either. Yeah.
0: Dween. Much less move to NYC to become a model. Oh, yeah. yeah. She told her parents at the time, sometimes you need to choose between adventure and regret.
3: She wow. regretted not being a rabbi. She <laughs> traded in the <laughs> she traded in the sideburns for the eyelashes. <laughs> adventure it's and regret.
0: Either or she had
2: them in each hand. She put one down. <laughs>
0: So Rebecca found some success as a model, but she realized that she was never going to reach the top in that arena because, like I said, she wasn't the typical statuesque blonde yeah. and extremely skinny. She was like, like
2: six, like five nine six one, and like blonde, and that was kind of the look back then.
0: And eat a little pea pod for lunch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She was like a Starve normal yourself. pretty girl.
2: Yeah, but that's smart to have that. Knowledge at that age, like like <laughs> seventeen, I was just like drinking in my, my trunk, my you know, my hatchback, of oh, my yeah. Ford Escort. Yeah, you know, I like... was
3: getting wasted at Papageno's on shift. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> huh. What do I want to do? I want to be a rabbi, or do I, <laughs> what do I want to be a model, or finish the shift at Papageno's and take the breadsticks out of the fucking oven? <laughs>
0: She said, I never considered myself a full fledged model. I was always too short, too fat. I'm five foot seven, like a lot of people. I'm critical about my weight, but magazines wanted to use me, so it was a good start for me. Hmm. She was very self aware and savvy yeah
3: sounds like it
2: yeah i didn't yeah that's uh just to know that just to know it's like it's gonna be one job that you're just gonna do just to make a couple bucks and then pivot to something else yeah
0: like
3: you said i don't know how she has that wherewithal at that that foresight yeah yeah that quote sounds like something you would look back on your life at like 50 and the fact that she said it (laughs) before she was 21 i'm like jesus that's crazy
2: It sounds like one of those TikTok gurus or something. Yeah. Like, the, one of those fucking monsters that are on there that think they could actually give advice out to other people.
4: Yeah. Oh,
0: God. <laughs> you
2: ever see them? Oh, God. <laughs> Too much. Yeah. Check out our TikTok. <laughs> <of those. laughs>
0: so Rebecca soon turned to acting to supplement her income. It was a smart move. You got to add something to the mix and she quickly landed a recurring role as Annie Barnes on the soap opera One Life to Live.
2: And that's still when they were they were filming in New York still.
0: Yeah. And this is the mid 1980s. Soap operas were huge then. You, uh, of viewers.
2: Dynasty wasn't a soap opera, was it? But it kind of no, that was a TV show, but nighttime
3: okay. soap. They call yeah.
2: nighttime soap. Yeah, but like, yeah, that that yeah, was, it was just, like
3: General Hospital, One Life to Live, Days it was, of Our it was Lives, like the
2: golden age of those shows. Oh yeah,
3: yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. In fact, one of the highest-rated TV programs in history was the marriage between two characters on a soap opera, General Hospital. I
3: think Luke and Laura or something. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to ask Auntie Jill about that because she's a huge soap opera fan, yeah. and also Rebecca Schaefer fan apparently. Really, she's a Schaefer head. Yeah, she asked what <laughs> podcast we were doing. I said Rebecca Schaefer She's like, "Oh my gosh, she was on fucking uh, My Sister Sam." <laughs> <laughs> she used to kick us out of the house so she could watch her soaps. Yeah, and um, she needed the make, entire house for for like thirteen hours. Well, She'd you guys are us a out.
2: bunch of shitheads too. I'm sure you. Well, like yeah, that throw too. rocks
3: at the wall.
0: <laughs> Why is the sky blue, Auntie Jill? Yeah. <laughs> You're blocking the TV. Would be
3: banging on the door. Please let us in. She's like, my soap's not done. (laughs) I don't blame her. One storyline on
0: One Life to Live involved an intruder breaking into her house. Oh,
3: Jesus. Foreshadow.
0: Rebecca's stint on the show led to her being on the cover of... Seventeen Magazine. Oh, okay. Which, you know, for- That was
2: getting big also around this
0: time. For a young girl, that's as good as Rolling Stone or Time. Yeah,
3: Seventeen. It was like Tiger Beat. I don't know if that was more 90s or 80s, but- yeah. There was a lot of My teen magazines. Would buy
2: all that crap, like with the uh, new kids on the block and <laughs> oh, stuff yeah, on it. Yeah. yeah.
3: What was your favorite, Kyle? Um, the Jonathan Taylor Thomas <laughs> cover of Tiger Beat in um, 1994. <laughs> the whole J-T-T, spread. Yeah. 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 J-T-T. JTT. Yeah, you know me. Yeah. <laughs> so,
0: the 17 cover caught the eyes of producers at CBS, who were casting a new sitcom called. My sister Sam. Say it in the Auntie Jill voice. My sister Sam. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, my sister Sam. Uh, It was, at that time, rare for a daytime star to cross over into primetime stardom. Unthinkable, really. It still kind of is. Well, soap operas are pretty much dead now. Are they? Yeah, they're not really... Relevant or no, no one's even watching them. Exactly.
2: I didn't know that. That That is just news to me. I I don't have network television, so I don't even yeah. know what, what's even on during the day. Even anymore. if you did,
3: yeah, <laughs> you wouldn't be
0: watching. <laughs> no. So my sister Sam is Rebecca Schaefer's quote-unquote big break. Because
2: she's like one of the stars rather than just being oh, like yeah, a background she's, person.
0: She's the star. Yeah. And here's the premise. Sitcom veteran Pam Dauber who starred alongside Robin Williams in Mork and Mindy. Oh, yeah. Great and show. And later, show. alongside John Ritter in Stay Tuned. Oh, really?
3: Oh, I love that yeah, movie. That's yeah, that's Pam Dauber, the I wife. I do love that movie. Oh, I know who she is, Yeah, then. Yeah. She's
2: hot. She's kind of a milk situation know. there. She still looks pretty good, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. She's held up very well. Yeah, wow. she
2: was, had like a- um, Mary Lou Henner kind of thing going, or what am I thinking of? Uh, Mary Lou Henner.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, now that we solved that. So Pam Dauber plays Patty, an uptight freelance photographer in San Francisco. And then Schaefer plays her kid sister, Sam, you know, as the title kind of hints at. And Sam is a rebellious teen who comes to live with her after the you know, untimely death of their parents. Oh, this was the premise of probably eighty-five percent of sitcoms in the '80s. I was gonna
3: say a lot of off-off-screen par- parents died in the '80s. Yeah,
0: full House comes <laughs> yeah. to mind. Yeah, I like my three dads or two dads, however yeah. many dads they had. <laughs> well, the
2: the um sandy duncan show the one with jason bateman oh our
0: favorite the hogan family the hogan family yeah
2: that started at the valley harper show then they killed her off in a car accident (laughs) barely mentioned her and then there's the hogan family after that
0: Mm -hmm. in real life dauber and schaefer became roommates for a few months to get to know each other and to form a bond that could translate as on-screen chemistry
2: is this CBS putting this together, or is this just them on their own, like, hey, let's really make this work by living together? That,
0: That's a that'd really be good question. Yeah, that, that'd be that interesting. That could be method. Yeah. So the show was a hit. It was the highest rated new series of that year, 1986, it premiered. Wow. It was so highly rated at first because they smartly put it between Kate and Allie and Newhart on the schedule. So it got a boost from those two, two great shows. hit shows.
2: Yeah. That was like their Thursday night lineup. It sounded like their killer lineup. You could like throw anything on the air then and like, you know, 30 million people are
0: going to be watching it because there's only three networks. (laughs) So this is a very fast trajectory. 1980, the family moves to Portland. 1984, she jets off to New York City. She even went to Japan for a time to see if she could get more modeling gigs. Wow. That didn't work out. Then she turns to acting, gets that one life to live gig. And then by 1986, she lands my sister, Sam. I mean, it's almost no work yeah. for her, this career. Right? I wish I could. My my main goal
2: was, you know, being a model. And then my fallback was be acting. I know. <laughs> That'd be
0: great. I need a smart nest egg. So <laughs> yeah. I'm going to take up acting.
2: Yeah. My plan B is
0: becoming a famous <laughs> actor. <laughs> All right. Um, because the show was so highly rated, it was renewed for a second season. Most sitcoms don't That's go where past you get, the pilot. You get, you get the big money, too. Yeah. And uh, Schaefer and Dauber even graced the cover of TV Guide. Really? For you young folk out there. Yeah. There was a time when TV Guide magazine Man, was made read it. by 40 million people. <laughs> wow. So it was a big deal to get the cover, especially for a new show. Oh, yeah. They
3: arrived. I remember when the Power Rangers were on the cover of TV Guide, and I almost shit. Almost shit? (laughs) I think I shit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anytime someone
0: says, I almost shit, they definitely shat their pants.
2: (laughs) That's a weird thing to shit your pants to also. (laughs)
0: Don't That's worry about it. Very we weird. We don't have
2: time to examine that.
0: Even as a kid, I, I wasn't really into the power. Power Rangers. Rangers yeah. <laughs> oh, shut
3: up. It sounds like a mental patient. Yeah, yeah. Like
0: I was making fun of them. I <laughs> think in second grade already. Yeah,
3: <laughs> you lost that part of your brain when you ate a fucking Nintendo cartridge. Apart.
2: Oh, yeah. Che- he was. Che- he had a fork and knife with the. A- <laughs> Throw some marinara Mario Kart Fucking <laughs> Well let's put it this way
0: I wasn't Like that kid In the wizard Playing Mario At conventions
2: What was up with that kid Was he on the spectrum In retrospect Speaking he of He created
0: did... the spectrum
2: Yeah he did but Retro he had spectrum the, But he had the glove And that's all you needed Yes <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was envious of him Because I wanted that Fucking glove And I never got it
0: what? Power glove Yeah the wizard What a commercial for What a letdown Nintendo. Of a movie And I
2: walked out of the movie I was like Seven year I go, that's the fucking movie.
0: But at the end, the competition where they're playing Super Mario Three. Yes. When it was released in nineteen eighty nine, Super Mario Three had not yet been released that's into the North right. American market. Uh, so that movie was the first glimpse into what that game looked like. Oh shit. That's insane.
2: I, I was that into that. I would have I would have eaten that a cartridge with a, <laughs> with a fork and knife.
0: <laughs> it is a horrible movie, though. Yeah, it's horrible. It's horrible. Okay, so Rebecca Schaefer, she's on this hit show, My Sister Sam, TV Guide, Dauber. Yep. Method. Same, same apartment, season two. <laughs> Crushing it. And she becomes a what they call a soldier for the network. For yeah. CBS, she does whatever they want her to do for promos. She does the Thanksgiving Day parade and, you know, she's all over the TV. Yeah. Happily.
2: Until. No, I'm kidding.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Around this time, she met a UCLA film student named Brad Silberling on a blind date. He's an executive or something now? Director. Director. Okay. And they hit it off. Things became serious very fast. When they would drive around together, they'd see houses and she'd point to one like, oh, we should buy that one. Yeah. So they're really thinking about the future together. And this Mm -hmm. is the time when you could actually buy a house. Yeah. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Okay. It started. And she's got that, you know, sitcom money going on. Oh, yeah. And he's got that. UCLA film student <laughs> what? that <Yeah>. going <laughs> on yeah, whatever that is how did he nab her yeah I know <laughs> of course
3: it got serious
0: he's <laughs> yeah. like oh, will you marry me <laughs> yeah. on the first blind date <laughs> yeah. so yeah she was just uh, you know uh, from all accounts kind hearted free spirit she liked to dance you know do yoga she was just really easy breezy to get along good
2: personality
0: with. oh yeah, yeah which is why she's been able to soar this fast because that seems to be translating which is rare yeah. it seems to be translating on the screen she mm.
2: auditions well you know she has good chemistry with people and she
0: she's smart yes and very trusting too to a fault though really cuz she would be excited to get fan mail Kind of like when we get a comment on YouTube or something, we're giddy, like, oh, my God, did you see what so-and-so wrote? (laughs) So she would be that way when she got fan mail. And this is snail mail. This is the 1980s. Yeah. People would have to put the stamp on.
3: The old Pony Express. Yep. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) <laughs> Whatever the fuck that means. <laughs>
2: That's what the mail was called. Oh, sorry. yeah, but like in the 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 twelve hundreds, correct.
0: <laughs> and then she would get too involved, like writing her fans back personally yeah. instead of just sending the autograph picture. And I have a clip from twenty twenty. This is Brad Silberling and Pam Dauber talking about her. Okay, she didn't perceive herself as a celebrity. She didn't live that way. I don't know
2: if I ever heard the term fame come out of her mouth. I think the whole nature of celebrity was something, uh, maybe it was just outside of her interests.
1: The one thing we did say to her though, you're on a hit show, we're probably gonna go. We're gonna go on this show for a while. You never put your real name on your mailbox, Rebecca. Never put your real name on your mailbox. And she said, okay, okay, okay. I won't. I won't. It'll be fine. I won't. I was giving her that advice because I had had my own stalking problems. And so I never had my addresses ever on my driver's license so that you can't be found.
3: Wow. So she, how do you even like at that time put a fake ad? I mean, I guess it's easier to put a fake address on your license at that time. Than it would be today. Yeah. Does that fly? Because you do that now? I don't know. Wait, so
2: what would be the reasoning to put a fake address on your license now? Just in case people because find Because you still your- need
3: it. This is actually a true story. <laughs> I'm not going to say who it is, but um, I know somebody who took a picture of a famous person's license that shows their exact address. Jay Leno. Because they need it to go to whatever business they were at. Andy Richter. Yeah. <laughs> Coming
2: for you, Andy.
0: <laughs> you son Give of
3: you a, a big bitch.
4: kiss.
0: <laughs> <laughs> big wet one. and I don't mean kiss. <laughs> Kevin Eubanks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you
3: be. But yeah, that's crazy. I don't know. I, I just don't. Um... With weed shops and you're going to bars, if someone sneaks a picture of it. But I, I do mm. understand putting your uh, name on
2: a mailbox, especially with like in big font. You don't want to just put yeah. it out there, yeah.
0: Bouncers that have cameras in their eyes, yeah,
2: I guess so. But yeah, like it takes a lot for you know you just I guess you just have to do minimal homework in order to be able to find the person
0: if you really want to, right? Yeah. Wait till you hear what's coming up though. Let's do it. You're, yeah. you're going to your jaw's going to drop like Roger Ebert. You're going to oh shit. Oh my god.
3: Yeah, it's going to fall off.
0: You're going to eat a video game cartridge. You're going to shit your pants like sh- Kyle did. <laughs> yeah.
3: You're going to shame DUI victims. <laughs>
0: All right, I'm not getting into that again. <laughs> Wait, what was that again?
3: Ebert getting shit oh, to Ryan ru- yeah, Dunn. Yeah, yeah. Friends
2: don't let friends jackasses drive drunk. Yeah.
3: We're going
0: to pivot <laughs> Jeremy, right now. Jeremy pivot. <laughs> Speaking of douchebags, (laughs) we're going to talk about a douchebag right now. His name is Robert John Bardo. He's the youngest of seven kids, and he's a troubled kid. His dad was in the Air Force, so they moved around a lot until settling in Tucson, Arizona in 1983. Bardo was bullied at school and abused by his family. And after a suicide attempt, he was thrown into the foster system, and then he was even institutionalized for a short period of time at the age of 15. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Very different uh, trajectory
3: than, yeah. than
0: our subject here. Yeah, there's a, a star on the rise yeah. and a life going nowhere. A <laughs> guy going fucking nuts. Yeah,
3: There's no reason these two should be at the same place at the same time.
0: <laughs> yeah. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> Not even in the same zip code. Yeah. Bardo was diagnosed with bipolar disorder. That's the least of what he has. Yeah,
2: that's like the eighth worst thing about him.
0: He dropped out of school early and became a janitor at the Jack in the Box.
2: Really? Just clean up the
0: fry grease and shit? You could just picture the... Patrons, there. Is that creep in the corner staring at us? Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen like a new Jack in the Box, you know? <laughs> like a not gross Jack in the Box. Yeah. And, and they I- all look like it's the year 1987. Yeah, yeah. It does. Somehow. Yeah. You know, it feels like you go into a time warp.
2: Yeah. Like even when they make a new one, like, what does it look like? <laughs> They'll I've let you know seen... when they do it. Yeah, I guess.
0: So. <laughs> like an Arby's is the same way. Yeah. yeah. It's always an old <laughs> fucking Arby's. It's never like they've constructed a state-of-the-art yeah. Arby's. A <laughs> like, yeah, like state of the Arby's. <laughs> like gr- grand
2: opening, like red carpet, brand new Arby's. <laughs> At a minimum, 1989 is the newest one, I think.
0: <laughs> All right, so Bardo was arrested several times for domestic violence and disorderly conduct after getting in fights and threatening his neighbors. So he's the annoying guy on the block yeah. who you're constantly- More than annoying.
3: Getting into fights <laughs> with. <where>, uh, <laughs> yeah. he's- He's fighting his neighbors. He's like beating up kids.
0: So besides causing overall turmoil on his block, Bardo picked up another hobby, stalking. <sighs> his first victim was a girl named Samantha Smith- And this is one of those like the alphabet bomber for me, where in researching this story, I came across another story that was very interesting. Hmm. So I'm going to do the real quick abridged version of it right now. Samantha Smith was an anti-war activist and later became a child star. This is uh, in the early 1980s. And she wrote a letter to Yuri Andoprov. That Russian guy? The head of the Communist Party of the Soviet Union. Okay. And in the letter, she was explaining her worries about nuclear war. (laughs) Okay. Wow. Because it was one of those things like the kid was talking to her mom, and then she's like, Why are we about to go to war? Someone should ask him if it's really going to happen. And the mom's like, All right, go ask him. Write him a letter. These kids in the 80s were nuts. Yeah. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> and they then, just did whatever the fuck
2: they wanted They're like threatening the Soviets Sorry everybody we can't do the
3: nuclear war anymore We got this 10 year old Samantha Smith That's writing me
2: letters <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Tucson, the...
3: Arizona
0: We cannot touch it <laughs> The real letter Dear Mr. Andaprov my name is Samantha Smith. I am 10 years old. Congratulations on your new job. I have been worried. She's Russian to abandon. I was going to say. I
4: have been worried about Russia
0: and yeah, the that's United- the, tr- the translation is they do broken English, but in a Russian accent. <laughs> worrying about Russia and the United. Now she's Mexican. And the United States getting into a nuclear war. Are you going to vote to have a war or
3: not? Maybe she's making fun of him with the accent.
0: Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) he answered her back.
3: Oh, he's like the Rebecca Schaefer of the Communist Party, and (laughs) enthusiastically writing back. And she shoots him.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No
2: spoiler. Yeah, they they put her in a sharpie on a map. They go, "That's where that's where she is." They just (laughs) bomb it right there.
0: (laughs) She's a janitor at Arby's. (laughs) Yeah, she wishes he invited her to come visit and they to have a talk, and she went. What? Wow. Yes. And she became a goodwill ambassador. (laughs) The youngest, need I have to add. (laughs) I'm
2: sure Reagan liked that. Oh, well, you know,
0: Reagan, you're a good kid. We're not going to pay you.
2: (laughs) Hopefully, the money will trickle down.
0: (laughs) What are you doing about AIDS? Oh, that's enough time, Samantha. We can't
2: take
3: any more questions.
0: <laughs> that's,
2: that's a question
3: for the queers. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> my
2: God. <laughs> Mr. Reagan has to take a nap now.
0: <laughs> so besides her political work, child actress. Oh, really? Samantha Smith became a child star after this. To wow. use that
2: notoriety in order to become a child star? Yes, wow. but
0: while still being a goodwill ambassador. Oh, Really? Among her credits is the role of Daddy Wagner's daughter. No way. In the short-lived TV show, Lime Street. So wait,
2: not Natasha Gregson Wagner. No, like she played
0: Daddy
3: Wet. Okay, <laughs> she played Robert Wagner's daughter. <laughs> Robert <laughs> Wagner played a character yeah. on a sitcom, and I mean, she's Sa- playing his daughter too. And Samantha Smith, <laughs> Samantha Smith played his daughter. Yeah, oh, okay. on the TV show Lime Street, the sequel to Lemon Boulevard.
0: Hello, hello, Kyle <laughs> joke
2: hour. <laughs> 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 it's like uh, the Olifant never forgets.
0: <laughs> 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 um. Anyway Anywho, <laughs> moving on So Mr. Robert John Bardo The guy who's fighting with his neighbors Yeah He's obsessed with Samantha Smith And he goes to Maine where she's from She's not from That's Russia That's a big
2: trip from Arizona to Maine?
0: Yeah Well I would walk
2: 500 miles <laughs> Just to stalk you <laughs> Yeah
0: and attempted to meet her, but then the cops stopped him, and he didn't
3: end up. What meeting
2: are they at the, the state line in Maine? They're just stopping him.
3: <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> Listen, you look sketchy, and we're Maine, <laughs> yeah. so you can't come in.
2: Bar, don't bother coming into our Hello! state. Hello, get the fuck out of here! <laughs> Give it to me. <laughs> Give it to him. <laughs> Give it to me. <laughs> oh, he's not understanding. I, uh, uh, we wanted the sound effect. Oh. <laughs>
3: Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, there we go.
4: (laughs)
0: So, Bardo's plan didn't work out. He went back to Arizona. Then Uh on August 25th, 1985, Samantha Smith was traveling with her dad on a commuter plane back home after filming scenes for Lime Street and the plane hit some trees before crashing just short of the runway, killing all six people on board. Oh, fuck. Jesus. A
2: commuter plane.
3: Did it's Bardo a- clean the plane before it took off? <laughs> he had <laughs> nothing to do with it. So wow. you got
2: to check under the plane. You yeah. know, like you check under the car when someone's after you. you yeah. Check, make sure there's a, not a bomb there.
0: So he had to move on to someone else to become obsessed with. Yeah. Stalkers- Don't you hate that? <laughs> When your stalking
2: victim dies, dies in a natural, not natural, but like, you know, unrelated to you. Unrelated to you, trying <laughs> yeah. to, kill <laughs> well, oh, so- to kill her. Oh, I wanted to kill her.
0: It's somewhat natural compared to Rebecca Schaefer. Yeah. yeah. Stalkers tend to focus on celebrities who seem approachable, innocent, and down to earth. Wow. After Smith's demise, Bardo turned his focus to TV newcomer, Rebecca Uh, Schaefer. The Schaefer. Rebecca Tallboy Schaefer. Yeah. Big beer. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gotcha.
2: (laughs) Call back from uh, 20 minutes ago, I think.
0: Bardo first saw her in a promo on TV for my sister Sam in the summer of 86. When I was born. And we have a clip. And he's like, I need that. Kyle was when he was born? Yeah, yeah, yeah he knew he wanted Schaefer. He yeah. was a fetus, like, yeah. I need that, Sam.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I kind of get a kick out of having my kid sister live with me. I mean, of course it has its disadvantage. Curfew. Yeah, but it's it's energizing having someone live with you who has big dreams. Rockstar. What happened to Senator? That was last week. Dream, that's what it's all about. <laughs> Can I get my nose pierced? Dream on, kid. Oof.
0: It's It's so cringy. It's awful. Bardo
3: saw that promo and he became (laughs) obsessed with it from that promo. Got his heart as Little Tony's bread. What he got as hard as little Tony's bread,
2: oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's hard, baby. That's the
3: hardest you can get, yeah. That, yeah. That's the hardest. I think there's steel and then <laughs> yeah, little yeah, Tony's yeah, bread,
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course, like ref- the chemical chart. Like the, uh- <laughs> yeah, if they made the twin
3: towers out of little Tony's bread, it would
0: still be standing. <laughs> He's, of course, referring to the no ho joint that was featured in Lethal Weapon 3. Yes, <laughs>
2: why don't they make the plane out of the little tony's bread
3: yeah the black box nobody yeah. knows this is made out of little tony's bread <laughs> yeah. oh, i like it I, I could go for that bread right now. <laughs> it's, it's
2: so bad it's just like do you want more terrible bread like no i haven't eaten this terrible bread no yet.
0: but you know what the french do with their hard bread what's that they dip it in a bowl of coffee to
3: soften it really oh, yeah wow oh. french know what's up
0: So Bardo liked that Rebecca Schaefer was outgoing and bubbly, as he put it. He would tape the show My Sister Sam and all her appearances on TV, like the Thanksgiving Day Parade. And his bedroom became a shrine to Schaefer and also to other hot celebrities at the time, like Debbie Gibson and Tiffany.
3: Yeah, Wasn't Tiffany killed, too? No, 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 she's oh. still alive. She's still alive. Wait <laughs> How a dare second. you, Kyle. She had the one hit wonder. That's what she was. You could fuse those two things? Yes, yeah, she either got either murdered or did.
2: had
0: yeah. one good well. song. <laughs> not to be too catty, but her career was killed. Cool. Oh, Hello.
3: Yeah. She was done, dude. Yeah, she had that one good song. I think we're alone
2: now. Which was not yes. hers. It was a
0: It was a, Tommy James and the Shondells Yeah, she stole it. It's a pretty good cover, though. All right, so Rebecca Schaefer responded to one of Bardo's fan letters saying that his letter was one of the nicest she's ever received. Oh, no. She drew a peace sign on it, a heart, and signed it with love from Rebecca. (laughs) Famous last words. And we have another clip from 2020. Um, Sue Cameron is talking one of her friends. Okay.
1: The first time I saw her answering fan letters, she said, "Look. Look, I'm getting fan mail and it's great and they're telling me their problems and I'm answering them back and it's wonderful." And I went, "Wait a minute. You're answering them back? You can't do that." And and she said, "Oh no, but I love it and it's really fun for me and they want to be friends." And I went, "Wait, they're not your friends.
2: They're your enemies."
1: Her friend is so intense. <laughs> what? You are answering fan mail?
2: No new friends. I'm your friend.
3: You, wrote, <laughs> you will not replace me. You wrote a peace sign on a piece of paper to a person. I don't think it's a problem answering fan mail, but no, I think I've never heard if of. If you're putting like your that. address in the return address, that's yeah. a problem. She's doing a little
0: Monday morning quarterbacking right yeah, there. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely.
2: People respond, but they, you know, they put it in like a font. You know that you can't. Yeah. Know the hand. You don't want the handwriting or the return address. To yeah, be on exactly. There. If I got fan mail, I'd like to re- return like uh, the mail with like ransom note type font, <laughs> <laughs> like, like cutouts from magazines and stuff. Just fuck with them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The- I'm losing every fan. That would by- be amazing. I'm threatening their lives. <laughs> I will kill you. I come out right away. I come out hot. I'm going. I'm going to kill you. <laughs>
0: You don't kill me, I kill you. I kill you. Mark (laughs) scares the stalkers. Yeah.
2: (laughs) In America, stalkers scare you. No, no, no. Celebrities
0: scare you. They should have sent this Rebecca's friend to talk to Samantha Smith. You're gonna get on a plane and fly? Yeah. You can't do that. It's gonna crash.
2: Yeah, that's way more dangerous. Also that, too. And also just going to Russia to meet with, like, you know, Russian politicians. That's, that,
0: that's insane. That's insane. <laughs> then she works with Robert Wagner yeah. and then dies in a fucking plane
3: crash. <laughs> that's, that's a life. I was going to say, that's a fucking yeah. Life. Kids
0: were leading lives back <laughs> yeah. then. What happened to this generation? Step up. <laughs> uh, Bardo's admiration turned to worship and then to obsession. And in the summer of 1987, he flies to Burbank. <laughs> right down the street. <gasps> Holy shit! And, and rents a weekly hotel room. He's carrying flowers and a teddy bear, and he takes a taxi to Warner Brothers Studios where My Sister Sam is being filmed. It was a regular shooting day. He just goes right there. Bardo tells security to call her, he demands it. They do. What? What?
3: And the what guard- rinky-dink security is <laughs> g- working that day? Hey,
2: so we got some maniac out here because yeah, says so he knows no, you He's
3: got Jack in the Box he's and a teddy bear He's on the way up <laughs> In a mop and
2: yeah, a mop <laughs> In a body bag yeah. in his- <laughs> no.
3: I forgot
0: to mention the security guard was Tasmanian Devil Yeah, yeah apparently yeah. <laughs> Jesus The Warner Brothers lot is wacky yeah,
2: It's the Joker
0: <laughs> So the security guard tells Schaefer Hey, there's a guy here at the gate with presents Who claims he's a friend. friend of yours and she's like no so then they send him away the guard later admitted in court that he gave bardo a ride back to the hotel (laughs) sad sack that was
2: wb policy though back then we always drive stalkers back to the hotel (laughs) make sure
0: they get home safe (laughs) (laughs) um bardo felt bad regarding the incident but was not deterred no. He returned to the studio again in a much more agitated state. Although he was turned away yet again, and his demeanor had raised some red flags with people there, mm. the police were not called. Wow. And he left L.A. defeated. Oh.
2: You know, that's what happens when people come out here. Bye-bye, bye, Bardo. Doesn't always work out. Yeah. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye.
0: <Buh-da. laughs> There's always a second act. Yeah. <laughs>
2: well, Mar- or was it Mark Twain said Americans don't have second acts, but in Bardot's instance, he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And now we're going to go back to my sister, Sam, because I know you kids can't get enough of this show. That promo is awesome. The ratings dropped during the second season because like suddenly Susan. Uh-oh. It was moved from its hot time slot to Saturday night versus The Facts of Life. I don't get uh, why they do that. Yeah, they just destroy shows. You're gonna get doing crushed that.
2: there against The Facts of Life. That was an awesome show.
0: Of course, who's gonna watch My Sister Sam yeah. when you got fucking? Well, maybe they were facts that. Of life. Maybe
2: they were that confident in it that they're like, yeah, it can compete. I guess. But they got 2D. They but got, why they, try?
3: Why?
0: Well, wow, Kyle's. I never it seen ain't but... broke, don't <laughs> fix it. They got Natalie, Mrs. Garrett. They got Joe. Joe,
3: they yeah, got the fat
0: one. <laughs> they got... That's Natalie. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, same person. They got George, uh, George Clooney in season three or four or something like that. He came on as oh, a yeah. big part. Remember, he was the he was the contractor that. Uh, right.
0: Yeah, he was the handyman. And Joe ahead of her time or his time.
2: Joe, yeah, 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 oh, kind boy. of, kind of. a <laughs> Kind of androgynous, yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: Very androgynous, actually.
0: Created androgyny, kind of, yeah.
2: <laughs> I don't know, yeah. So we're gonna get canceled here, but uh, I'm I'm all for canceled it. like
0: <laughs> my sister Sam my sister- was in 1988. Oh, that's Hello, a
2: perfect segue.
0: That actually is one of the best segues. Yeah, yeah. that's gonna I've go down done. in history. Nailed and, it. And
2: the seg and the seggy goes too. <laughs> Neil Patrick <and laughs> Harris, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah, we're, we're in the audience.
0: <laughs> Harvey Keitel whips out his dick. No. fuck this. <laughs> so it, it lasts. Dick saying that <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It lasted two seasons, my sister Sam. (laughs) And you're not going to be surprised by this, but Rebecca Schaefer wasn't too phased by the cancellation. In an interview, she said, I never really thought I'd be doing television, but when this part came up, it was just too good to be true. I've still got a lot of time to fulfill my other dreams. Oh, so she's just getting started. Yes. That's kind of like Paul Walker saying, 40 is going to be a great year. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm going to get in some cars, drive around some industrial parks. It's going to be great.
0: <laughs> you know the car that killed Ryan Dunn?
2: <laughs> yeah, Come on, hop in. <laughs> Let's double down.
0: <laughs> Other roles for Rebecca Schaefer, The End of Innocence, an autobiographical drama directed by Diane Cannon. She had a small role in Woody Allen's Radio Days. Wow. And most of it was uh, left on the cutting room floor, unfortunately.
2: I, I I really like your modeling in Japan, and I, I
3: want you to be <laughs> at my, my my film if you if you could. You know how much I like Asians. <laughs> yeah, you should be my do- my wife. <laughs> the paperwork's not done yet, but you, you know where it's going. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs)
0: no in the movie there's a small role where larry david plays the neighbor from radio days yeah and they argue with the main family about why are they playing music on sunday or something she's one of what is it sober shabbos yeah there we go yeah and (laughs) she's the daughter of larry david so she's kind of hanging out oh really she had a bigger scene but that movie's all over the place so i could see why they're just cutting wherever they need well they that could
2: have been where uh where larry david came up with that seinfeld episode where kramer has the line in the woody allen film
3: uh these, pre- mm. these pretzels are making me thirsty right. oh yeah <laughs> wait in that episode it's for a woody allen movie yeah yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. No, he, i didn't even realize these that
2: pretzels are making me thirsty he had like yeah. 80 different ways of reading the <laughs> <Yeah>. line
0: <laughs> and then rebecca Schaefer did a tv movie called voyage of terror the akil laudo affair What? (laughs) True story about the hijacking of an Italian luxury liner by the Palestine Liberation Front. Oh. TV movies in the 70s, 80s, 90s, they had so many colons and the titles went on forever.
2: There was like 15 writers. No one was really happy with the the final outcome and it's terrible.
0: And in case you're stupid, they would always have to clarify. Like spoon feed it to you. Yeah, like the... Tower and Inferno. Yeah, okay, it'd be like, the it's called The Towering Inferno, but then colon, the story of... A building on fire. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And
2: like the whole log lines in the title, basically. Yeah,
0: Yeah, that's exactly it. Actually, that reminds me of, I have it right here, Naked Gun parodied that in their Academy Awards segment in one of the movies that's nominated. Shannon Doherty from 90210 is nominated for Best Actress for the movie basic analysis one woman's triumph over a yeast infection <laughs> get
2: the fuck out set of against
0: that. the backdrop of the tragic buffalo bill season of 1991
3: <laughs> okay that's
0: so that's amazing so those are the kind of movies she's doing but then she gets a movie that's actually in theaters, finally, called Scenes from the Class Struggle in Beverly Hills. It's a satirical sex comedy directed by cult filmmaker Paul Bartel. Schaefer plays Zandra, the daughter of a former sitcom star. And she plays against type in this. She's not the girl next door anymore. In one brief scene, she appears in bed with another man. And Ooh. I have a clip. Sound scandalous.
2: <laughs> Sandra, what's wrong? What is it?
1: Bo, oh, well, my life is so dumb. What have I got to show for it? Nothing.
3: You're still very young. You've just barely turned 17. Oh
1: Bo, well, I'm a coward. My idea of taking a risk is losing my birth control pills or or shopping at sex without a sale. I want to live, but I don't know how.
0: So another stalker. What the? Yeah, it just it cut to a shot of her in bed with a guy that's shirtless, and then a kid is like looking at her through the window. Some looking.
2: Wait, so what did that air on? Where did that?
0: That was a movie.
2: That just came. That was a theatrical release.
0: Yes, a theatrical release, and a lot of people love that movie. It's a cult classic. Oh, the fucking
3: Framingham eighteen, dude. (laughs) 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 dude, Flutie pass guy.
0: It was released in June 1989.
2: They were up against Honey, I Shrunk the Kids.
0: They were. Yeah. Uh, Robert John Bardo, remember Bardo? Yeah. Janitor from the Jack in the Box? Yeah. He sees the movie, and he sees that suggestive scene where she's in bed with the guy shirtless, and this sets him off. You know, she's supposed to be innocent. She cheated on him. Yes. And by the way, that clip we just watched... That's the extent of that sex scene in bed. There's no like it is a full very, penetration. Not at all. It's a very quick shot of her just laying in bed with a guy that's shirtless. There's no sex going on. Still. And that's it. It's like yeah. five seconds long. Right. Yeah. And this sets him off.
3: Well, if you're that unstable and you're I mean, even when you have a crush on a girl and she ends up you, you see her holding hands with someone, it's it kind of hurts if you're a no more person.
2: Yeah, if you're creeping on some girl and you're like, uh, who's this fucking guy?
3: Yeah. Could or
2: you imagine
0: picture? if he was a fan of Kim Basinger and he sees Nine and a Half Weeks? Yeah. He'd explode. Yeah, well, in more <laughs> ways spontaneously
2: than one. he Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> after he busts his nuts.
2: Yeah, after he jerked off. <laughs> Wait a second now. Who's is Mickey Rooney or Mickey Rourke?
0: <laughs> Mickey Rooney. That would have been a very different movie. I, they couldn't
2: get him, though. They couldn't get him for the movie. So they got It was got actually Mickey Andy
3: Rourke. Rooney.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know what's going on with Nine and a yeah. Half Wanks? You know what's going on with your <laughs> vagina right now? <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know that bread at that little Tony's in uh, North Hollywood? It's like that.
0: <laughs> so Bardo decides it's time. He's got he's to make his move. He's got to come back her. to L.A.? Yeah, it's time. And he hires a private investigator <laughs> to find out where she lives. And this was an idea he got from another famous stalking case. So we're about to take another trip. He's got a
3: trade note. Ooh. Down Stalker Lane. Wow. Let's go. <laughs> do, 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 do. Another stroll down Lime <laughs> Street. Is that like Wayne's World? <laughs> 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 yes,
2: <laughs> yeah, Let's do the Scooby-Doo ending. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Actress Teresa Saldana, Joe Pesci's wife in Raging Bull. Zoe Saldana's mom. No. Is it true? I don't know. (laughs) 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 Not at all. Really? No? Anyway, go ahead. You said it with such conviction. I know. Even though I know it's not true, I believe it. All right. Saldana uh, was stalked by Arthur Richard Jackson, a 46 year old drifter from Scotland. And he became obsessed with her after seeing Raging Bull. And he had hired a private investigator to find her. From the private investigator, he got Saldana's mom's unlisted phone number. And he calls the mom and says that he's Scorsese's assistant. And that he has a delivery for I'm her. I'm Martin Scorsese's assistant! <laughs> and the mom just gives up the number. And so on the morning of March 15th, 1982, this guy jackson guy walks up to her as she's leaving her apartment in west hollywood and asks are you teresa saldana and then when she turns around he begins stabbing her with a large kitchen knife shut up in front of a parade of onlookers finally a delivery guy named jeff fenn tackles him to the ground and knocks the knife out of his hand saldana calls jeff her blonde angel Meanwhile, the Scottish attacker had once described himself as a benevolent angel of death. (laughs) Saldana spent four months in recovery. She went on to play herself in the 1984 TV movie called Victims for Victims. We have to watch that. I have a clip of it. Uh, Oh my god. She played herself.
2: It sounds Holy shit. Victims for Victims.
4: Are you Teresa Saldana?
0: Are you like now? What?
2: Oh, this is the, the blonde uh, savior. Angel.
3: Angel. She. Went through that in real life and then had to re- portray it in a movie. Yes, <laughs> that's horrific. What? What? Executives like, do I got an idea for you? Hey, you want to play yourself and get stabbed <laughs> again? <laughs> the, the
0: TV movie Victims for Victims was nominated for an Emmy for Outstanding Achievement in Makeup. <laughs> What? Like, what an insult! C- couldn't you nominate her? Yeah. Like, oh no, we nominate the blood that they threw on you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's
2: so <laughs> harsh, though. When the then when the like that guttural story of your that horrible time in your life when you
0: were almost we, murdered. We, the,
2: the movie just comes and goes, and just no one even watches it. <laughs> that scream man. was
0: disturbing. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't it? Abs- absolutely. When you hear it. Yeah. It's very effective. It is. Like, that's her screaming. It's unsettling. I
2: I always thought Martin Scorsese, everyone, like, his network of of actors and stuff, they all stayed in, like, the Bronx or something, or Little Italy. I didn't (laughs) know they lived in L.A. (laughs) What the fuck? They live in, like, West Hollywood?
3: (laughs) Live in the basement of the
2: fucking laugh factory?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Goodfellas, you know, was filmed on the Warner Brothers Live. Yeah, of course, yeah. (laughs) Next essential perk. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Teresa Saldana never blamed her mother for that,
2: even though she well, she's no Jennifer Gray then. Well, I she guess
0: gave her up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Jennifer Gray, she she's would like, say, "My mom <laughs> is basically the one who stabbed me."
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> Hello, uh,
0: you want to murder my daughter? <laughs> yeah, here's her address. Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah, she supplied the silver platter for sure, <laughs> and Saldana became a victim's advocate.
0: And she went on to play Michael Chickless's wife in the show The Commish. The
2: Commish, yeah. Oh, my God. I forgot she was in that. Yeah, she was in that, too.
0: Sadly, Saldana died of pneumonia at age 61 in 2016. Oh, she's dead? Yeah. Well, I did just say she died of pneumonia. That implies that she's (laughs) dead. (laughs) All right. Uh, Arthur Jackson, the (laughs) Scot... The evil Scott yeah, serves 15 years in prison and died in the psych ward in 2004. Really? Bye. He never yeah.
2: got back to Scotland, huh?
0: <laughs> he never got back to sanity. <laughs>
2: yeah. No haggis in jail, I'm sure.
0: Bardo read about the Saldana case and copied the methodology. On July 17th, 1989, he took an overnight greyhound from Tucson to L.A., Robert John Bardo was determined To meet Rebecca Schaefer And punish her for her immoral turn In scenes from the class struggle In Beverly Hills
2: That sounds like another movie That she would have done Immoral turn
0: Yeah <laughs>
3: One woman's battle with yeah. virginity With some
0: asshole
3: <laughs> Yeah that's the entire title <laughs> Set against the backdrop yeah. Of the Oklahoma City bombing <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, Bardo called Schaefer's agent's office for more info, but was rightly refused, and he then started roaming around the streets, flashing Schaefer's headshots at people, and asking if they knew where she was. Jesus, wow. that's like T-1000
3: with the pictures of Sean Conner. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I was thinking that, too, in the- Or John saw Saldana clip. What'd you say
3: first? Sean. Oh, God. Well, we know (laughs) what you meant.
0: In the Saldana clip, that reminded me of the first Terminator, where he's like, Sarah Connor.
3: Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
2: Fuck. Don't tell anyone who you are. Never.
3: Never confirm it. Yeah. Yeah. You could be getting served or killed. It's nothing good. Oh, it's never good.
2: (laughs) Yeah. If someone walks up to me, are you Mark Mulcairn? I'm like. No, you won a million (laughs) dollars. Wait, 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 wait! (laughs) No, they they burn the cash and yeah, they
0: just (laughs) light the big check on fire, or they give
3: you a fatal paper cut (laughs) with the check. Yeah, they just punch me in the stomach. (laughs) They beat you to death with a million dollar fake giant check. (laughs) Wait a second, and McMahon, evil and McMahon, the big check. I'm from Hell.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm here to give you money, (laughs) (laughs) Mark. So Robert John Bardo's desperate. Uh, as you can tell at this point (laughs) and like that scotsman he hires a private investigator and pays him 250 dollars to locate rebecca schaefer the pi went to the dmv and easily got schaefer's info
3: after filling out a form 70 form 70 is that like almost an official document where you're like i need this person's address for like Official reasons. Yes. Okay. And you can
0: just lie, and they'll give it to you. Wow. It sounds like
2: maybe someone like uh, you know, you want to sue or something, or mm-hmm. someone hit your car without mm-hmm. t- with taking off or something.
0: Wow. So yeah, the PI got the address, one twenty North Sweitzer Avenue, Los Angeles, California.
3: Sweitzer Avenue. That's getting famous, um, over the last you know couple months because uh, Johnny Depp lives there. Does he? He lives yeah. He lives in yeah. West Hollywood? He was like, yeah. What? The, Amber was at the Sweetser address that oh. day. Oh. Yeah.
2: What does he just have? Like a, oh, he's got a, a one bunch. bedroom he rents? He's got a whole bunch
3: of houses and <laughs> oh, apartments. Yeah, and town sure, houses. Yeah. Right. He
2: owns, he probably owns tons of real estate. Yeah.
3: Talk about the Sweetser life. Yeah. Hello. Nice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this time around, Bardo... Is carrying a three fifty seven Magnum pistol instead of teddy bears and flowers.
3: Oh well, how you doing, Dirty Harry? Yeah, <laughs> you, you get, it's easier to bring
2: a gun on a bus than it is a plane. So, <laughs> <laughs> he's not rolling into Burbank Airport with that with that three fifty seven.
0: You don't want to bring a teddy bear to a gunfight. Yeah. No. Back in Tucson, he had convinced his brother to buy him the gun after being turned away himself at Jensen's Firearms. The sales guy detected something off about him and asked him a series of questions. Bardo admitted his history of mental illness, and that ended the discussion right there.
3: If you are getting turned down to purchase a gun in Tucson, Arizona, in the the 1980s, you are you might be, a, you, you might be a redneck. <laughs> it might be Robert John Bardo. Yeah, no, but like seriously, like he's you, probably the only person that year that wasn't able to purchase a gun.
2: Because that, yeah, that guy that that shot Gabby Giffords, he got like a fucking AR fifteen. Yeah, AR-15, yeah like, like seven years ago. Yeah, yeah. So, this guy must have been like literally like salivating out of his mouth, <laughs> and like his pants were on backwards.
0: And so Bardo's photo was posted on the wall with the message, do not sell to this individual. Wow.
2: That's a red flag right there.
0: Then Bardo Uh told his brother that he needed the gun for target practice and so convinced him to buy it for him. Jesus. The two of them came back the next day and bought the gun for about 200 bucks. And this is what's called an illegal straw man purchase. Yeah. Now Bardo has a gun. Right?
2: Bardo's got a (laughs) gun. That was
0: 1989, too. I know, right? Aerosmith.
2: Yeah, Janie's got a gun.
0: Bardo told his sister he was going back to LA to save Rebecca. The sister didn't grasp exactly what that meant. Crazy
3: people always think they're doing saving. Yeah. It's crazy.
0: There's something similar. Like
2: right now, I'm watching um, Under the Banner of heaven or God whatever that one is about the Mormon Church in the 80s mm. um, with Andrew Garfield really good but you you notice that the people that are the most insane the most they're, they're all about God they're doing the best thing in the world yeah and be damned with everyone else they're doing the good mm. meanwhile they're you know they're choking the life out of you literally
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> So as Rebecca Schaefer's career was blooming, she moved from this beautiful, peaceful spot on the top of Lookout Mountain in Laurel Canyon to the two-story apartment complex on Sweetser in West Hollywood. Moving on down. And this is about... 4 minutes from to the,
2: the west side from the
0: grove and CBS Television City where
2: they it do is, a lot of production. It's easier to get there. It's like yeah, yeah, it's more convenient.
3: Oh, I could live on this beautiful lookout mountain or I could live a 2 minute walk from the price's right line. No thank you. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> We're, You're right. We've
2: activated Kyle when we, when we were talking about real estate here because <laughs> I've
3: waited in that line and I've seen the people that show up to the prices right. I oh, would not yeah. want to live around the corner. From
2: They're that. animals.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so her building was quaint. Looks more like a house really
0: than an apartment building. Kind of looks like uh, the house in Hansel and Gretel or something. It's like they do have brown some weird and White, like that, you yeah. know, yeah, look like and,
3: Swedish or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: it was like they very, do have those weird like Swedish houses yeah. down there. Yeah. At this moment, 1989, summer, Rebecca Schaefer is on the verge of becoming a big star. The Godfather Part 3 was the talk of Hollywood. Every actress in town, from Madonna to Winona Ryder, was vying for the coveted role of Michael Corleone's daughter, Mary they pulled them back in and as if out of a fairy tale rebecca schaefer joined that list of possible actresses wow and she scored an audition with coppola himself holy moly and do you want to know when the audition was scheduled july 18th 1989 the day of the death yes wow holy shit that's some charles rocket shit right there so now we're on the morning july 18th rebecca is waiting for a courier to deliver the script for godfather 3 so that she can be prepared for her meeting that afternoon and let's say she doesn't get the part just seeing the script and reading it is cool yeah, having it delivered to you. Like, when you didn't know it was horrible yet. It was still a possibility. You, you'd want to take a peek at yeah. it, just like Super Mario 3 with the wizard. <laughs> yeah. You want a little peek <laughs> at what's going on.
2: Good uh, good reference. <laughs> Maybe that bottle of wine came with it, too.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, this day is very exciting. And it's beautiful, by the way. It's a sunny day, 70 degrees. Yeah. By the way, every day in L.A. I is that, as July, well. July yeah. in Southern hey, California. Dude. The night before, Brad Silberling said goodbye to Rebecca at her doorstep after seeing a movie, he recalled. He didn't say what movie, though. You think he went to License to Kill? Probably Batman. It's kind of odd to me. He's a nice guy. Who, Silberling? He has nothing against him, but he doesn't remember what movie they saw, and then he doesn't remember what he had to do the next day. Why he didn't stay over with her that well, night? Well,
2: he could have been fucked up. He could have he could have got hammered with his friends or something. Maybe they were so you know engrossed in Batman that they decided
0: to get hit, shitfaced. Right, and so he went home. Otherwise, he would have stayed over. So he was not there that morning. Robert John Bardo showed up outside her apartment building around seven something a.m. carrying a bag. Inside was the card that she had sent him, her photograph, and listen to this cliche a copy of The Catcher in the Rye. Oh, my God. What a hack. That is hack murder shit. Emulating, of course, Mark David Chapman, yeah. who murdered John Lennon this in a, a similar hack. fashion. He's a hack. <laughs> yeah. He's a stalker hack. Step up your stalker game, hack. Shit lists. He's yeah. the shittiest of the shit yeah. list. Yeah.
2: He's, he's his own row on the Excel spreadsheet of the shit yeah.
0: <laughs> And you know he didn't read a Paragraph
3: of catcher in the rain. Yeah, he can't read. Yeah, exactly. How did it inspire so many people to kill people? I don't understand. It was my favorite book that my high school allowed us to read, like, or they made us read in high school. Where'd
0: you go to school? Nineteen eighty four.
3: Yeah. <laughs> we read that too. Did you, you go to the Soviet Union? Yep. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was great, but it didn't make me want to kill people. I wanted no. to do that on my own.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, why wasn't it The Giver that <laughs> makes people kill people? Yeah. Slaughterhouse it, Five or a Wrinkle in Time. Yeah. So Bardo pulled out Rebecca's photo and started asking her neighbors, "Have you seen this woman?" Then he goes up to the door. I wrink- call the cops. Write that. <laughs> rings her doorbell they didn't have cell phones back then yeah and the intercom is broken so rebecca schaefer goes downstairs and answers the door in person and now they're finally face to face and so he tells her i'm your biggest fan and he shows her the autographed photo that she had sent him previously schaefer politely excuses herself saying that she has to go get ready they shake hands and she wishes him well. Oh, okay. Got
2: out of that fun. Yeah. Sounds like a okay ending.
0: I'm sorry <laughs> if you were expecting a death. <laughs> yeah, I kind of was. So Robert John Bardo then goes to Jan's family restaurant nearby on Beverly Boulevard and he orders onion rings and
3: cheesecake. What a psychopath!
0: And he can't stop thinking
2: breakfast about breakfast of champions. Combining okay. those two, <laughs>
3: yeah. Uh, can and I th- get onion rings and a cheesecake, please? Can you put them in one big stew? Are you about <laughs> to kill somebody? <laughs> yeah, in fact. <laughs> 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 you don't know
0: what was louder—the gunshot or his gas? Hello.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so he can't stop thinking about the lackluster encounter. It didn't quite fulfill his fantasy, <laughs> so.
3: He goes into the bathroom of the dining Well he kind
2: of bitched out to be honest. Like he I think
3: he was nervous.
2: Yeah, maybe he's like the first time's always the hardest. Yeah.
3: Yeah. He was probably like happy to meet her finally and was like, Oh my God. And then when he left, he was like, I didn't get what I wanted. Yeah. I'm not married to her now. Well, yeah, I think pissed. he
2: lost his nerve. Like like some guys, when they go up to approach a woman, they're like, uh, 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 is, do you know what the bathroom is? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they, they, they turn into Woody Allen. And I was like, hey, do, do you know where the, the men's room is? I'm going to cut you from radio days. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he goes. But good luck on Godfather for the three. <laughs> <laughs>
0: into the bathroom at the diner. And
3: oils is gone, if you know what I mean.
0: <laughs> and he inspects his gun and makes Holy sure <laughs> that it's locked and loaded. Does this remind you of a scene from a famous movie? Yeah, Godfather 2. Yeah. 1. Godfather, no, 2. In the and, Italian restaurant.
2: That, that's I thought that was, no, maybe you're right. Yeah, 1. Yeah, when he comes out, I don't want him to come out with just his dick in his hand.
0: For sure I'm right. It's, <laughs> it's 1, Because he goes,
2: goes to Italy in 2. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Okay.
3: Yeah, where we're a top 200 podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Sneak that in.
2: Ciao bello, uh, Italiano.
0: Ciao bello, me, Italiano. <laughs> Listenerso. We should, we
2: should do all of our podcasts now, but in like accentuated, sarcastic Italian <laughs> accents. And then he dropped the gun and uh, he goes to the house. You cannot uh, believe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He walking down the street. He <laughs> lost the nerve, you know?
0: <laughs> Bardo leaves the restaurant and... He calls his sister from a payphone saying that he's going to be in the news soon. So watch out. She tries to convince him to stop whatever it is that he's up to. She knows what he's doing. And return home, but it was to no avail. Yeah. So 10.15 a.m., Bardo returns to Schaefer's apartment on Sweetser and rings the buzzer. She goes downstairs again. Remember, she's expecting- Look out the window! She's expecting the courier to deliver the script to Godfather 3. So she's just oh, really... Oh, so he just oh. lucked out. Yeah, she's really excited to get it. Because oh now you'd God. be, like, just
2: refreshing your email waiting for an email from, like, you know, yeah. um, Francis Ford Coppola. But at that time, you're like, ooh, I want this fucking, yeah. you know, this script.
3: Yeah, but it's just dick pill spam. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, all right, yeah. something
2: else. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so shap. Yeah, Cheesecake Factory sending a $3 <laughs> coupon off of fucking. Yeah, I'm like, well, I want this email from, like, you know. Yeah, my we hope you enjoyed your
0: onion rings and cheesecake. <laughs> yeah. Come back for more. Yeah, what a douchebag ordering onion rings and cheesecake. What a sicko. (laughs) So Rebecca Schaefer goes downstairs again, and then she sees this fucking guy. They have a brief cold exchange. His recollection, quote, she had this kid voice, sounded like a little brat or something, said I was wasting her time. That sets him off. Wow. So seconds later, Bardo says... I forgot to give you something. Then he draws the gun from his waistband and shoots her point blank in the chest. She falls onto the front doorstep. A neighbor who lived in the apartment that adjoined the foyer heard Rebecca sobbing. Why me? Why me? Rebecca was laying on the doorstep, twitching at this point. Mm. Although not certain whether the coast was clear, the neighbor ran out to comfort her until the ambulance got there. Schaefer died about a half hour later at Cedars-Sinai. Man. Fuck.
2: Because Cedars is, like, right around the corner. And that's uh, one of the best hospitals in the Western Hemisphere. So, like... Yeah, you're a goner if you if you're not going to make it there.
3: Yeah, the ambulance had to get through a crowd of fucking scumbags that were waiting for the prices right. <laughs> I think that's why it <laughs> slowed down a little bit. Kyle really hates this line of people in yeah. the prices
2: right. <laughs> just, I went
3: there once and a Facebook memory came up recently and uh when me and Mike O'Brien another comedian Boston comedian funny dude. Mm-hmm. Um I sent it to uh, Tim Dillon saying, this is the type of place that you would lock the doors and light on fire. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it seems like something he would bite on to. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's true. The, the people there are monsters and yeah. they, they come from all around uh, L.A. proper area and they they're the type of people that are in that audience. Yep,
0: sure are. Some of them are John Bardo.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. It's a crowd full of John Bardo's pretty much. Now, the LAPD is on the hunt for a murderer. Witnesses say they saw a man in a yellow shirt fleeing the scene. Bardo ends up taking the same greyhound back to Tucson, same way he came. Wow. He got right out of fucking Dodge. Of course. Isn't that what you do when you murder someone? Well, you never want to wear a yellow shirt when you murder
2: somebody. (laughs) Yeah, that really sticks (laughs) out.
0: It said, I'm with stupid. On July 19th, 1989, the next day, around 8 a.m., police got a call about a man running amok at an intersection leading into the downtown area. When officers arrived at the scene, Bardo was screaming, I killed Rebecca Schaefer. (laughs) <laughs> Way Why? to hide it, right? <laughs> yeah.
2: Why does he make such a clean getaway and then he's just fucking just professing everyone.
3: <laughs> Way to lay low. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he probably thought, "Oh, that's another state we don't care about that." Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> it's Arizona, it's a lawless
3: area yeah. <laughs> to be fair if you heard someone yelling that on
0: the street corner at Lancashire you yeah. might not take it too seriously You just keep walking, then you yeah. go to a
2: Little Tony's and get some shit bread <laughs> You you really When people, you know, unfortunately When homeless people do yell stuff You don't really take anything to heart
3: No, I just keep smoking my cigarette
0: Yeah <laughs> so, <laughs> And
2: injecting my drugs
0: <laughs> Bardo is apprehended And they found a pic of Rebecca in his shirt pocket Otherwise known as a photo Oh yeah. <laughs> Bardo was then extradited to LA and arrested for her murder.
3: (laughs) Extradited. They extradited him. It's like four hours away. Yeah,
2: that's (laughs) it doesn't seem like but when it's that extradited
3: seems like countries.
2: Like when you're in Massachusetts, they extradited him to New Hampshire. They extradited (laughs) him to Worcester.
0: (laughs) A year after the slaying Bardo gave an interview in which he stated, quote, I was a fan of hers and I may have carried it too far. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you may. But a lot of things have appeared in the press to make me out to be a monster. If I had one wish where if it was ever to come true, it would be for Rebecca Schaefer to be alive today. That's just people gaslighting. It's just like
2: that's how people that are guilty and know they are are just like. It, it, I I don't I can't believe what happened how, when how yeah. someone killed her. It's a, it's OJ all over again.
3: That's a him avoiding the chair. I think, trying to or trying to feel bad, showing remorse. That pretty much differentiates whether or not you get killed or life in prison. Uh, and I got,
0: that's coming up. So it's
3: a legal. Oh
0: shit! Yeah, it's okay.
2: a legal strategy more than it oh is. absolutely like, le- like earnestly him thinking that.
0: Yeah. So you want to hear about the trial? Let's yeah, let's it. hear it. Two years later, the case goes to trial, and the prosecutor on the case? Marsha Clark. Oh, really? Holy OJ. O-J. Yeah. Yep. Wow. She's a star on the rise, like Holy Rebecca shit. Schaefer was.
2: Nothing, Nothing bad coming in sight.
0: No. The public defender made a deal to waive the jury in exchange for not seeking the death penalty. So a judge trial. Yes. Similar to the Michelle Carter case. They opted to go with just the judge. Michelle, the jury. girl on Plainfield. Plainfield, Glee. Yeah. So this isn't a who done it. This is a why'd he do it. Marsha Clark had to prove premeditation. Uh, very easily. The defense didn't necessarily plea insanity, but that he had a mental defect that prevented him from having intent. No. So it's it is insanity though. Yeah. He's
2: too crazy to have like a premeditated uh, desire to kill her.
0: Ish. Yes. But he had the picture in his fucking pocket. Well, let's explore this a little bit. In September 1991, the Warner Brothers security guard testified the one that gave him a ride home. <laughs> <laughs> he stopped him
2: by Burger King on the way home. Too. And, yeah,
0: and he made no impact on the case. Yeah, <laughs> Bardo's siblings and father took the stand and gave damning testimonies because they were honest about their, you know, unfortunate
3: waste of space son. Oh, well, I love you. Got to love that. Your father takes a stand. And he's like, My piece of shit son that I raised is a piece of shit. <laughs> the,
0: per- the, thing, the the murderer I unleashed on Hollywood to yeah. kill fucking stars. But remember, he was thrown into the foster system too. Yeah. And people in the family abused him. So I don't even know who these people are, really. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who the fuck are Where do they? Where did they get off? Yeah. <laughs> and the brother w- was found to be mentally unstable too. What's up with these Arizona people? They're like monsters out there. Wow. Come no, on.
2: No,
3: Shout out to Arizona. <laughs> Shout out to Arizona. <laughs> <laughs>
0: our one arizona fan is turning us yeah, off now uh,
3: okay okay <laughs>
0: fuck you guys <laughs> what is he
2: thinking like you guys
0: <laughs> and we
2: like on the podcast
0: when the family heard about the murder on the news they checked his room immediately and noticed the missing gun and his sister called the police saying she thinks Bardo's responsible so, Bardo's lawyers then called on forensic psychiatrist Park Dietz to explain Bardo's mental illness. Dietz has also given courtroom testimonies for Jeffrey Dahmer, the Unabomber, and John Hinckley Jr.
2: Well, the Unabomber makes sense because his, his family also dimed him out. That's how they found him.
0: Wow. And we have a clip.
2: In
1: answering a test... Uh, known as the Bloom Sentence Completion Survey. He filled out partial sentences, indicating that his mother and father have frequent arguments, that there are times he wishes he were dead, that his family causes him pain and suffering. Yet, uh, on the very same document, he said that he likes to play the guitar and hopes in the future to be in the world of the successful and to be, quote, a movie star, writer, or musician. Maybe all of them. End oh, okay.
0: confident
2: guy. Ma- ma- hyphen it, he also wrote it. that when he
1: listens to the
2: radio, he is possessed by it. Over the prosecution's objection, the defense played a song <laughs> That's what normal from the people rock say. group U2's Joshua Tree album. What? Shut up! Until this point in the Jennifer trial, Gray. the defendant had remained composed in the courtroom. He looks bad. But once the song Exit was played, he sang and strummed to the music.
0: What? By the way, he's rocking out right he is now. He's
2: rocking fucking out in the courtroom.
3: Dude. He's going to put Santa Suido on next. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he looks straight from the hills have eyes. Yeah, he does
2: not look well. He's That is terrifying. He looks like shit. Like, how old is he right there?
3: 12. 19. Yeah,
2: 19.
3: Is he really? Mm-hmm. He looks like the Hills had eyes at some point. (laughs) (laughs) He did an
0: interview with Dietz. Park Dietz, the forensic
3: psychologist. That name is ass. He was it, giving the Dietz to Dietz.
2: <laughs> You're <laughs> here great. with the Dietz to Dietz. That should have been the show. <laughs> I love that.
0: yeah, Dietz
3: to Dietz.
2: Yeah. They get canceled after two episodes. Mid, <laughs> mid episode.
0: <laughs> so he gives this whole interview. And when Marsha Clark was reviewing the footage, she noticed that Bardo in the act out held the gun in his hand behind his back, hiding it
1: which Ooh. shows that he
0: was hiding his intent and that he was, quote, lying in wait. Let's go, Marsha. Okay. Pretty meditate? And meditated. let's see. I have that clip from the actual prison interview.
3: I grab the door. Guns still me
2: there. strong. on the chair. Um, this. Black hair
0: Left skirted up. And she was look at her, oh my God, I killed someone! Oh no, I, no I, oh no. You know,
2: because, you know what no, I think? I no, I think my something's my going on with this guy mentally. Yeah. You know? And she was,
0: <laughs> she was going, you
1: know? why,
0: why? She's screaming, she's just straight screaming. Why, why?
3: Dude, that guy has a fucking townhouse head. Imagine, (laughs) yeah, he's got a a forehead like a drive in movie theater. (laughs) It looks like (laughs) she was living in his head on
0: Sweetser. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Could that head be any bigger?
3: No.
0: And yeah. by the way, I edited out a minute in between him saying why and when he pulled the trigger. Jesus. For a solid minute, he says even less audible nonsense. The
2: way he spastically just acts that out just makes me even more uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah.
0: The fate of Bardo is in the hands of Judge Dino Falgoni Okay. What the fuck?
2: Uh, Who also
3: her. had a part in Godfather 3. Yeah. So he's pissed. <laughs> and
2: what, he's one of our biggest uh, fans also. Yeah. <laughs> Dino Falgani. <laughs> Father Dino Falgani.
0: Y'all oh, want to hear <laughs> the verdict? <laughs> Let's Please. hear it. Let's hear it. He found the defendant Guilty of first-degree murder. All right. I have fun the defendant like you, dear. <laughs> Sentenced in November 1991 to life in prison, no possibility of parole. Perfect.
3: Perfect.
2: See you.
0: Brad Silberlin, the boyfriend, yep. referred to Bardo as a tortured kid who hated his life. Sounds and right. when the trial was over, told him, your cowardice is going to haunt you the rest of your life. And when 2020 produced that segment on Rebecca Schaefer, they asked Bardo for a statement from prison, and he provided one. I have a clip of it. Is that
3: his face? Yes. He looks normal now? Wait, what? That's not the same person. I accept
4: full responsibility for what I've done. My thinking was negative, and I was blaming others for things that was happening within me, but regarding Rebecca Schaefer, you know, she was irreplaceable. I think about her every day because she should be here. I realize what I've done, and I feel a lot of tremendous guilt. I read all the interviews that uh, Schaefer's have done, and it helped me understand what I've done, and it's just so devastating. You know, I guess I was insecure and frustrated. Just a little bit. Oh, cool. I, you know, talked with professionals about this, about trying to explore the reasons why I did what I did. I weren't thinking as far as taking in negative thoughts and putting blame on her. You know, I think of all the things that she could have seen today and that she didn't get to, live to see. You know, it breaks my
0: heart. <laughs> it breaks my heart she wasn't in Godfather 3. Then he's like, actually, that one's okay.
2: <laughs> it looks like he got dodged a bullet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jesus! <laughs> Come on! Yeah. Whoa, what the Whoa. fuck? I demand a recount.
3: It looks like he got plastic surgery in prison because he's actually like a decent-looking guy at this point. Like, wow, what the Ka- fuck? Ka- I want to jump his bones? Yeah. 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 yeah oil him up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> blow
2: a load on me,
3: but buddy. Compared <laughs> to what he looked like, we're gonna have to post the before and after on our Instagram and let the people decide.
2: Yeah, he looks more like a normal. I think maybe he just like he's fully figured himself out and found out how crazy he was and how yeah. fucked
0: up he is. Yeah. <laughs> he went from the hills have eyes to, <laughs> Let, to something uh, different. Wait for it. Well, Kyle thinks he Come went Come from- back next week for my punchline. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: What a cliffhanger. They left that last episode of Kyle thinks he went from uh, zero to hero here. Kyle he wants, did, yeah. Kyle
3: wants his digits. Yeah, he had his glow up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you know what they did? <laughs> he got his revenge his body. His glow up, yeah. <laughs> In what prison.
2: A good, yeah. 15-year prison glow up. <laughs> they, like, formed his head
0: more or something. Yeah, they yeah. They, it's He's like the jawline now.
2: It looks like they recast him.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like he went from later career Roger Ebert to early career Roger yeah, Ebert. Yeah.
3: He found a jaw.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so
0: Brad Silberling remained close to Dana and Benson Schaefer, and they lobbied together. Quote, After a sudden violent loss, you feel a tremendous need to do something, not only to keep your sanity, but also out of an almost subconscious sense that if you just do everything right, somehow the person you've lost is going to walk back in that door.
2: That's what Brad said.
0: Yeah. And then we have another clip from the 2020 episode, Pam Dauber and Rebecca Schaefer's dad talking.
1: We were all out of our minds with grief. We've got to make a difference. As a tribute to Rebecca, Pam Dauber gathered together the cast of My Sister Sam Hooray, for a public you. service huge. We're the cast from My Sister Sam. Now one of us is gone forever. Rebecca Schaefer was only 21 years old when her life was taken by a single shot from a handgun. How did that lunatic get a gun? I testified in front of Congress in behalf of Saner gun laws.
4: The availability of weapons in the United States is a public health hazard. We
1: shouldn't have the kind of weaponry. I'm, I'm that glad we they do. cleared this up after this happened. There are ha- hundreds happened. of millions guns. of guns in the <laughs> Yeah,
3: United I'm glad States. they settled it. We do not need to be a gun society.
2: Well,
0: unfortunately, we are. Obviously, the gun debate rages on. Yeah. But the case did lead to strict anti-stalking laws. In 1991, the LAPD created the Threat Management Unit as a resource to celebrities who have stalkers. Really, anyone who has stalkers. All 50 states and the federal government have anti-stalking laws now. According to the legislation, a stalker is defined as someone who willfully, maliciously, and repeatedly follows or harasses another victim and who makes a credible threat with the intent to place the victim or victim's immediate family in fear of their own safety. In 1994, Congress enacted the Driver's Privacy Protection Act. Okay. So now the DMV is restricted from providing confidential info on license holders.
3: But Goodbye, also
0: buy form 70.
2: Yeah, but also now you can get anyone's fucking address if you really wanted to.
3: Yeah. Hackers Doxing, that's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: You can find, yeah, or like some of those people search websites and stuff. If you want to pay 50 bucks, you could find anyone. Oh, yeah. It, because they have the same database as the credit agencies and stuff, like Equifax and these fucking bastards. These it's, motherfuckers. Oh, my
0: God. And remember Debbie Gibson? She graced the walls of John Bardo's disgusting bedroom. Yeah. Along with Schaefer. Debbie Gibson told people in 2008... I was very young at the time, but it was scary because I realized that whether you live or die can come down to security. Yeah. This woman answered her door and was killed. From then on, I've always had good security. I can't let it slow me down. Debbie Gibson said that? Yes.
2: Well, she had that electric youth and uh, she didn't want to risk it. That was that was one of her big songs. Oh, yeah. Okay, <laughs> it went over my head a little bit. That was one of her number, her biggest number one, actually. Oh, yeah, the, all those '80s teen bopper, you know, people had stalkers.
3: Electric Youth is actually her second biggest song. Only in my dreams. The Kyle's old. right. Oh. That's the one I know. Only in my dreams.
0: Kyle, I, I don't
2: talk?
3: know it. I literally just <laughs> had to look it up. <laughs> Kyle' biggest fan proved you yeah, wrong. I guess
2: so. <laughs> Uh, can, can I talk to you outside for one second? Yeah. <laughs> <Burn>. <laughs> All right, so we're back. So the
0: the Rebecca Schaefer case received lots of media attention, as you know. This is going to shock you. It inspired an episode of Law and Order. Of course. In 1992. These
3: motherfuckers. Another swinger?
0: The episode. <laughs> You got another can survive a bulleter. Yeah. And, and
2: this is from the um the Waitress episode of uh what's her name? Adrian Shelley. Adrian Shelley. And For some reason when it was Law & Order they were talking about a swinger. I thought it meant like a sw- a sex swinger but they, <laughs> they meant someone hanging literally hanging off a hanging rope. Hanging and yeah. swinging back and forth. Yeah.
0: So. Very morbid. Mariska Hargitay is so callous. Mariska yeah. Hargitay to you. Or Dick
2: Wolf is like someone who was on his show which is Adrian Shelley. They kind of treated her poorly in my in my opinion.
0: A little trivia here. Harvey Keitel's original stage name was Dick Wolf. Really? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, No, his was Wolf's dick. (laughs) (laughs) My dick has a character. That's why he shows it so much.
2: (laughs) (laughs) His dick has his own saga account.
0: (laughs) He was Mr. (laughs) Wolf in Pulp Fiction, though. That's right. right. Oh,
2: wow. You want to see the
0: wolf's (laughs) dick? The Law & Order episode is called Starstruck, if you want to look it up. Sure. In 1996, get this, the premiere episode of E! True Hollywood Story covered Rebecca Schaefer. What? I don't
2: remember that one. I do remember. Of course, that, that kind of inspired even this show. Ain't it a bitch?
0: Ain't it a bitch?
2: Mm-hmm. AJ Benza.
0: He didn't do Eat True Hollywood no, Story. Yeah, was... Oh no! I'm th- wait. Which one? Mysteries did he do? and Scandal. Yes. Fuck. But this is ain't it a bitch? A scandal. Ain't a, it scandal. a bitch. <laughs> ain't it a bitch. It's not much of a mystery, but it is a scandal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. In 2002, after a couple years of development hell, Brad Silberling brought a drama about grief and loss to the big screen. Remember, he was a UCLA student when he dated Rebecca Schaefer. Yeah. Now he's a full-fledged director in Mm -hmm. Hollywood. And so he brought the movie Moonlight Mile to the big screen in 2002, which is loosely based on his experience it's a movie where Jake Gyllenhaal plays a young guy yeah, yeah. and he loses his He's fiance. like a
2: newlywed. Or or is a fiance or newlywed? Do they get fiance? Married? Oh wow. And yeah.
0: he grieves with her parents and they, you know, try to get through it together. Yeah. Well, I mean,
2: he's forced to live with Dustin Hoffman, which yeah. is
0: a sentence unto itself. <laughs> you wanna know another movie that Brad Silberling directed? No, well, let's hear it. Casper. Shut up. With yes. Christina Ricci? Yep, nice. Wow. And Devin Sawa, yeah, the Sawa. Is he the kid at the end? Yes. Shut up! You didn't know. that. I didn't know that. Oh, He's Casper, on. right? Well, Cas- yes, yeah. Casper yeah. turns into Devin Sawa. Yeah. Wow. Kyle's <laughs> mind is blown. Yeah, uh, yeah.
2: It doesn't take much.
0: No, not at all. <laughs> In fact, that might be a, one of our next TikTok videos. Kyle reacts in real time to
3: learning that Casper is Devin Sawyer. Holy <laughs> shit! Wait for it. Oh my god! I'm actually really shocked right now. Yeah, I like it though. I saw it at the Braintree movie theater, Braintree, Wait. Massachusetts. Ooh. Check uh, out the Braintree on Kyle. <laughs> hey. <laughs>
2: so
0: we've heard from Brad Silberling, and we've heard from Rebecca Schaefer's dad, with yeah. the great name Benson Schaefer. Great name. The mom stayed silent. Smart. All these years. Yeah. She never spoke publicly about her daughter's death until a few years ago when she debuted a one-woman show. And we have a clip.
1: 1989 begins beautifully. Rebecca's now 21, and she is a working actor in Hollywood. <laughs> she co-starred on a sitcom for Why is someone years, laughing at that? Sam.
2: It was this my Iow, of view, way of keeping Rebecca alive in some way.
1: Mrs. Schaefer, I have terrible news. This morning, Rebecca was
2: shot and killed. That's so weird. That's a one-woman show.
0: It's how you deal.
2: Okay, I guess I won't judge it.
0: <laughs> Kyle, your face
2: right well, now. Kyle's kind of grossed out by it. Yeah, it's weird. Like, yeah. what is that? Yeah. what What is that studio? It's like fucking.
3: It ain't the Celebrity Center. I'll tell you that.
2: No. That's not that's <laughs> where people go to. Cr- that's, where, that's where careers get made.
0: <laughs> I, I did kill. Yeah. I did well, a stand-up set yeah, at the Celebrity Center. Yeah, did very center. well there. You
2: told us a couple times.
0: <laughs> well, I don't kill that many
2: times. <laughs> not as much as, uh, what's his name, our.
3: our our John chief, Bardo. John Bardo.
0: That is such a cold <laughs> low, low joke blow,
2: yeah. to make. It's,
3: all right. It's a giener, they call it. It's and more tasteful than a one-woman
0: show.
2: <laughs> <laughs> About the death of your daughter. Yeah, what she, the fuck is going I, on? I, that, that's weird. Yeah, and Did she fact- have
3: any experience performing? It's funny you mention that.
0: I have a quote Was right there a here. rehearsal for that? Here's a quote from Dana Schaefer. I'm new to acting.
3: Oh, she was piggybacking. Dude. And it's a
0: fun Shit thing. Shit list. It's a
3: fun thing. <laughs> wow. God. I'll tell you
0: what. Ruthless. Dana studied the same Meisner acting technique that Rebecca had as a 16-year-old model. Oh, my God. God yikes. Living in New York. Wow. So, so, so some... she's, you know, trying to channel yeah. Rebecca in some way and get something yeah, going. she she's
3: trying to channel her bank account. <laughs> God. Kyle's got no fucks to give. If Dana's not on the podcast shit list, she's on mine.
0: Kyle, (laughs) she's lost her fucking daughter.
3: Yeah, and she's trying to gain a career.
0: (laughs) She's allowed to do a one-woman show about her daughter's brutal She's
3: giving it a shot. No me gusta. (laughs) Wow. Look,
0: you know, like Brittany Murphy's mom, it's impossible to to find her now. You can't get any update on her. Good. Thank you, Rebecca Schaefer's mom, for giving us a fucking update. I'm somewhere
2: in between you two. Kyle's just like, fuck. Am off. I right, though? <laughs> I
0: love when you can get an update on someone. Yeah. Update? Yeah, because she didn't speak about her daughter's death ever. But they're grieving. And then suddenly she goes wild with a one-woman show. Uh-huh. It's great.
2: She's living out loud, Kyle. I think <laughs> people who had What should she do, Kyle? Tell me. Grieve like a normal person. You must hate one woman show. That's your like your your thing.
3: Yeah. But why? Cuz she's not a man. Oh. No, and there's not more than one person. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it's a show. I don't think we'll get to the bottom no. of why Kyle is so viscerally against
3: her. I I have a real stance
0: on this. Okay. Do you think her daughter is trying to live off of her or she or she's trying to live off her daughter? Yes, of course. Fame. Okay. Yeah. You
2: you earnestly think that.
0: Yes. Bullshit! But why what's would the next she move, wait thirty though? years to do it? Yeah, she's
2: like she's like sixty-five years old. Yeah, uh, maybe she's older she than I that. Think. She's
0: in her seventies.
2: Yeah, she's a little long in the tooth to start a career.
0: Get over it! Oh Jesus my God, yeah. It's off, all right. Maybe off. I'll soften up on it. It's off, 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 off Broadway. Yeah, it's not even a thing. But now I'm starting to disrespect you for
2: yeah. Not it's sticking, on
3: Skid Row.
0: You're not sticking your guns now. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: don't know. <laughs> I just don't like it. I don't
3: like it. Okay. All right. Meanwhile, he loves Angus. Yeah. Angus is fucking great.
2: And like uh, pop punk from like 2003. Yeah, (laughs) pop punk.
3: Cut my life into
0: pieces. Meanwhile, the moment that Fred Durst does a one man show, Uh Kyle's going to be front row,
3: jerking off. Yeah, he's
0: going to be jizzing on the fucking
2: stage. Stage,
3: yeah. (laughs) You thought this was a black box theater? It's white now because I came everywhere. Oh, I came all over. Oh, you got a nice <laughs> stage there. I came and I came. <laughs> I came, I saw, I conquered, I came again. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, you said it, buddy. <laughs> Evil Ed, get out of here. We are off the rails. We, are the <laughs> we, we really <laughs>
0: are off the rails because <laughs> it's time for final thoughts. And I don't even know what the hell. I don't even know what well, our final thoughts are. You have final up.
3: thoughts about different celebrity stalkers. I think that'll be good for the post mortem. Perfect. We could give a teaser, though. So there were a number of celebrities who have had terrifying stalkers. Gwyneth Paltrow, um, Dante <laughs> Soyu sent Gwyneth more than 500 messages, sex toys, and pornography between 1999 and 2000 that's just nice yeah i mean he was just getting as much as he could because y2k was happening we thought the world was ending so he's gonna get her all her sex toys
2: yeah get it in before it's too late
3: get it in before we get it out
2: (laughs) and then we get it
3: up (laughs) (laughs) he was convicted and sent away to a mental institution ah bye bye
2: was that in the u.s or was that somewhere else
3: yeah that was here oh okay Miley Cyrus had one, Sandra Bullock.
0: We could go on and on about some of these. Yeah. There's a lot of stalking cases. Jodie
3: Foster. Yeah, this
2: could go on for
3: yeah, a long time. Jodie
0: yeah. Foster, obviously, John Hinckley Jr. John H- just
3: got
2: let out and he's he did, uh, doing know, rock band
0: now. But how much do we want to get into this right now? We could save this for a future postmortem. Oh, we'll save it for the follow-up. Yeah. Save it for the follow-up. John Hinckley has a YouTube channel. Yeah. What?! And he tried to assassinate
3: Reagan to impress Jody Jody Foster. Foster. And now he has a monetized YouTube channel. He's making more money than us. If you're down on yourself, (laughs) just know that if John Hinckley can get a YouTube channel after trying to kill a president, we're getting strikes for fucking nonsense. You can buy a box of cereal tomorrow.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, my final thought is you know, Rebecca's case is very interesting, and it did lead to. Legislative change. Legislative change. Another thing that was interesting to me is most people are like, who's that? Or she never really took off. She was in My Sister Sam and whatnot. But in that movie scenes from The Class Struggle in Beverly Hills, that gives you a glimpse into what her career was going to be.
2: she had the right director, right script, she would have been a superstar.
0: Yeah, like yeah. just really had a look, had the right tone for the movie, yeah. that she could be a comedic actress, and maybe she would have gotten the part in Godfather 3. And, she and it probably would it. have been a lot better than Sophia Coppola. Yeah, she was terrible.
3: R.I.P. Rebecca, Rebecca Shaver. Yes. Um, Bardo's still alive, huh? He is.
0: He was stabbed uh, in the 2000s. He was attacked in jail, but survived. Whoops. Dang.
3: You heard the recent quote from him? Yeah, when he looked like a handsome man.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kyle's gutting for him <laughs> when he gets out. Kyle's going to send him some fucking no, letters.
3: This is a big before and after. I think people would agree with me. Send your thoughts. Leave them in the comments. We're putting them on Instagram. We'll put them
0: on Instagram, yeah. And you too. We haven't said much about that. The song inspired him to do it.
3: Yeah. I mean, that's such a weird. Most YouTube music makes me want to kill myself, not someone else. I love YouTube
0: or crash a BMW in Ireland. Yeah, Yeah. no, that was the
2: song of Soweto. Soweto, the songs of Soweto.
0: So maybe if Bardo listened to "Sounds of Soweto," he would have just crashed his BMW and killed two people. Yeah, he would have crashed the Greyhound bus. Yeah,
2: (laughs) on the wrong salary.
0: (laughs) Why can't these wackos just listen to Whitney Houston's "I Want"? To dance with
3: somebody. Yeah, and go to sleep in a tub. Crack his whack. (laughs) No, be inspired to dance with somebody. Oh, true. I I thought you
2: were getting at the Saddam Hussein thing because he loved that song and he loves Whitney Houston. Oh, no, I
0: wasn't thinking that. Inspired
2: to send Scud missiles into. Kuwait
0: and start a war, in 1989. Hello, whoa, full circle. And Samantha Smith, had she lived, she would have been right there writing yeah. letters to Saddam
3: Hussein. So Saddam she would have Hussein. been hitting the nuclear button from the Soviet side. Are you oh, kidding you me? Got she no was, love for she was going to get married to a, a drop off. Yeah, yeah. With okay, to, uh, so Uday
0: and Kusek. Kyle, <laughs> you're adding Samantha Smith and Rebecca Shavers. Yeah, Kyle mom is on the, the shit list,
2: rails, man.
0: Yeah. Wow.
2: And Saddam Hussein's yeah. on the shit list. Oh, yeah. And Uday and Kuse. Yeah. <laughs>
3: no, they're not. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> they're all dead. I hope <laughs> Pam
0: Dauber is okay in your book. Oh, she's great. All right. Yeah. Stay tuned. Yeah.
2: To next week. Till next week, guys. Please do not go dying on us. We are on Instagram. <laughs> we are on
3: YouTube, we are on TikTok We are
2: very much on TikTok And we're getting
3: banned on TikTok Yeah, Yeah. We got the glow up on TikTok (laughs) Yes, we get a glow up Getting our revenge body on TikTok Check us
2: out (laughs) on all these fucking
3: platforms Yeah, send us an email Deathandentertainment at gmail.com And until then Arrivederci You have just heard
1: A true Hollywood murder mystery
3: (laughs) I have never seen anything like this before
1: Broadway, music, television, all of it. A place that manufactures nightmares. Okay, everybody, that's a wrap. Good night. Please drive home carefully and come back again soon.